Galnet News Digest, 18th of November, 3307. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, Thargoid invasion gets serious. Frameshift clarifications. Neomarlinus roundup. Dropping their loads. The recent invasion of Thargoids, no matter what the reason, is beginning to run out of control. Nine systems in the Pleiades and the Witchhead Nebula were attacked on the 4th of November. Five more were attacked on the 11th, mainly in the Colsac Nebula. And today, HIP-16753, Electra and Taygeta have also been attacked, giving a total of 16 systems actively being attacked by Thargoids. Despite a number of non-human signal sources, the California Nebula has not yet been attacked. Out of all the systems attacked, only one has been fully cleared of Thargoids, and only one station has been fully repaired. The Kaleno, HR1183 and Pleiades Sector PD-S B4-0 systems are seeing big reductions in the number of Thargoids present, but this is only after many hundreds of hours of combat. Ark's Faith and Artemis Lodge have started the process of station repair, but Lyman Legacy, Cavalieri and Titan's Daughter have been newly attacked, so that number's going in the wrong direction too. The Thargoids are proving far harder to shift than before, not because the individual interceptors are harder to defeat, but because the Thargoid fleet seems more determined to hold its ground. And if for every one system we clear of Thargoids, another three or more are invaded, it won't be long till we get back to the situation we saw in early 3305, when it seemed that Thargoids might take over the human-inhabited bubble. Back then, they disappeared without explanation after a few months. But this time, we might not be quite so lucky. Frameshift Clarifications Engineers Felicity Farseer and Elvira Martuk, assisted by their PR consultant Sally Morgan Moore, have issued a joint statement clarifying the server error messages some commanders have been seeing when trying to get their frameshift drives upgraded. Many commanders were awarded double-engineered frameshift drives after participating in the second phase of Brewer Corporation's Colonia Bridge Initiative. These size 3, 4 and 6 FSDs were seen by many as a welcome addition to the size 5 double-engineered frameshift drives that were given as a reward by Sirius Corporation for helping out with the Galactic Summit earlier this year. Many commanders who were awarded these earlier size 5 FSDs are the sort of commander who value the very best jump range possible, and they rushed off to engineers Farseer and Murtuk to add the mass manager experimental effect. And it really did make those drives the very best you could get. But this week, when they tried to do the same thing with the FSDs Brewer had handed out, both Martuk and Farseer refused to carry out the work. All they would say was server error and leave the baffled commander confused about what had gone wrong. It made a lot of commanders very unhappy, and the engineers saw this and decided to help. Martuk and Farseer are pleased to announce that from tonight they have fixed the problem and it is now possible to apply experimental effects to the Brewer Corporation Reward frameshift drives. But it requires nerves off steel. 
Commanders who apply a special effect such as Deep Charge or Mass Manager to their Grade 5 Double Engineered FSD will see it reset all the way down to Level 1 Engineered. But this is okay, do not fear! All you need to do is shut down your ship to what is known as Desktop Mode, start it back up again, and you will find that you have your Double Grade 5 modifications back and the experimental effect on there too. Commanders are reminded not to try to use normal engineering on their frameshift drive, as that really will remove the special Brewer-supplied modifications. Neo-Marlinist Roundup It's been a busy week for the NMLA. After persuading Hadrian Duval to give up Nova Imperium, and after the majority of the Theta group getting themselves arrested. You'd have thought they'd take it easy for a bit. But no, there were more fun and games, as the affiliated counter-terrorism unit found an old message from Master Bombmaker Theta 7 and a ragtag bunch of NMLA sympathisers from the Marlinist colonies hijacked a megaship. The message from Theta 7 took the best part of the weekend to decipher. Written back in July, it explained that Theta-7 had headed to the Panjabel system to lie low until the time was again right to let off some more bombs. As that was just before three Fargod cult megaships set off round the galaxy, Ak believes that Theta-7 may be pretending to be a Fargod cult member on board one of the three ships. Just what he's likely to do next, and when, will be of considerable interest to the people of the galaxy. The megaship hijacked is the Steel Majesty, it was taken from Heidi's sector RO-PB6-2 by a small number of NMLA terrorists working together with supporters of the political wing of the NMLA and former members of the Neo-Marlinist Order of Madrid. The ship travelled to Madrid overnight, creating suspicions that the NMLA sympathisers plan another fight for the system they used to control. For now, the system endures an uneasy peace. Dropping their loads. Finally today, both Orion University and a loose coalition of human rights activists have issued appeals to help the Scrivener Dredger clan. OU wants to give them data to gain their trust and then persuade them to allow one of the university's scientists on board so that the knowledge core can be shared. The human rights groups want to help the Scriveners repair their ancient dredger so that they can escape the evil clutches of the university. It's not entirely clear which outcome will be better for the clan. Sailing off in a ramshackle dredger, with the knowledge that they've gathered being exploited by Orion University, or departing in a fully repaired ship with no obligation to surrender their secret information to anyone. Prior to the two appeals being announced, members of Canon Research tried to take matters into their own hands, delivering supplies by the only means then possible through that enormous crushing unit on the front of the dredger. In order to avoid being fined for littering if they dropped cargo canisters, they instead chose to fly their fully laden ships straight into the crushing unit. Commander LCU Nofu like one, who always flies his Type 9 upside down, explained that the 4.5 million credit rebuy was a sacrifice well worth making. In unrelated news, the dealership from which he bought the Type 9 is reported to be investigating a number of cases of suspected insurance fraud. 
And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to.